Good evening, Bengals fans. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Miller. You can find me on Twitter at the Degenerate L1. You can find my blogs www.collegeessentialblog.com. And you can find me also on Back Row Bengals. Obviously, that's how you're listening to this. Uh, go check out the flagship station, the Back Row Fantasy Show, for more NFL and fantasy news. Bengals lose a tight one this week against the Chargers, 16 to 13. An absolute heartbreak off of a missed field goal. Joe Burrow makes his debut. Looks impressive. We'll get to it. Let's read his stats. He goes 23 36, 193 yards, and he ran for a touchdown, one interception. Joe Mixon led the way with rushing. He had 19 carries for 69 yards, and his longest was 14 yards. Joe Burrow slowly, or Joe Burrow came up on second in rushing, eight carries, 46 yards, obviously one touchdown. AJ Green led the way for the Bengals in receiving five receptions, 51 yards, followed by CJ Ozama with four receptions, 45 yards, and a couple of critical first downs on the last drive. Let's get to the game. Um, let's let's start out the beginning and go to the end because I got to tell you that end was painful. It's exactly how the Bengals usually lose, but we're changing that this year. At any rate, Joe Burrow's legendary debut, the start to his career, the start to many, many uh, great seasons, hopefully, behind him. And um, it was uh, it was interesting watching him, and obviously he did, he did have a lot of rookie quarterback moments, but he also played, overall, he played very, very well. Uh, kept his poise. He got hit a lot in the first half, responded. Uh, threw a bad interception uh, in the fourth quarter, responded with that with a, an incredible um, end-of-the-game drive that just didn't work out in our favor, and, uh, I, and we'll get to that. But I want to talk about Joe Burrow and his performance as a whole. Uh, obviously, he started out – I mean, he was getting absolutely crushed um, in terms of, of pass rush. Bobby Hart couldn't block anybody. You might as well just put a trash can out there. You're getting the same results, especially against Joey Bosa. I mean, he made our offensive line look absolutely terrible. Melvin Ingram coming up the middle also didn't help out at all. But he was sacked three times, and he, and he was, I believe, knocked down six or seven times. I believe this final stat was uh, six or seven times Joe Burrow got knocked down. And uh, and obviously, for a rookie, I mean, that would be really easy to, you know, chalk one up to the pass rush and, and, and just, you know, and fold. And, uh, you know, because, I mean, after getting hit three times over and over again, sometimes he got hit really hard, get knocked down consistently. I mean, for him to keep dropping back and have confidence that his offensive line is just going to give him just enough time. And he really kept his poise in the pocket, and that's something you just don't see out of a rookie quarterback. And Joe Burrow showed poise. He showed confidence. He showed coolness. Um and, and he, he really did play really well for a rookie starting in his first game with no OTAs, uh, a very weird training camp, uh, and, and, and just you know a shortened season all the way together. And then on top of that, having a below average O line, uh, it definitely didn't. Things were not going to go Joe Burrow's way, and, and he decided to just take matters into his own hands. And uh, he played very well. Uh, he had one rushing touchdown, and uh, it was a halfback. It was a quarterback draw. And apparently, uh, after the game, Zach Taylor mentioned that Joe Burrow audibled to that play. And, uh, and that was just so smart on, on his part. And that's something we haven't seen, you know, from the Bengals and from a quarterback situation to audible in, in, into a play like that. And he, he saw that the middle of the field was wide open. He used Trey Hopkins as a, uh, 
as, as a pillar basically to go left to right. He made his decision, scored a touchdown. Looked great. It looked mobile. Uh, again, looked poised in the poised in the pocket. Made made some bad decisions. I mean, he did made some bad decisions. Um, made a made a couple poor throws on the first drive. He had a you know it was a third down, and he had a ten yard out, and, and he and he missed them by by a mile. Um, but one thing though that I have to say about Joe Burrow's mistakes is that his mistakes in this game on Sunday were absolutely I could live with them. So he missed two touchdown passes. Uh, honestly, the one against John Ross, I, I, I'm sure it looked like it was on his fingertips. But if you look at it from the back of the end zone compared to where he was and and, and how much room, I mean, yeah, he could have laid out, but he probably wasn't going to be in bounds. I think Joe Burrow overthrew him a little bit. And then he absolutely overthrew A.J. Green. And he took account, accountability for it. And, and that's something that was, you know, again, very unlike it. Excuse me. That was very unlike him as a quarterback to do that. And, and or I'm sorry, not as a quarterback. Very unlike him as a rookie. And uh, I mean, he just holds himself to such a higher standard. And after the game, he gave himself a D in terms of uh, in, in terms of playing. That's how he rated himself, which was you know surprising because pretty much everybody around bangled him. We gave him uh, you know a B, a B minus, or a B plus, somewhere in that range, maybe even an A minus. I mean, he, he just he just looked like I mean, he's just this leader. Because we've been waiting so long for a guy that like we can give him a bad, you know, we can give him a bad team, and, and we can, we can, and, and, th- and I'm not saying this team is bad, but what I'm saying is obviously this offensive line is, is way below average. Um, they really need to figure out what they're gonna do at right tackle. And uh, but I, I gotta say, I was very impressed. I was very pleased with Joe Burrow's um, performance, and especially, 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 especially when it came down to the final drive of the game. Uh, the previous drive before that, Bengals were in the red zone. Joe Burrow is trying to make a play, throws a pick. It was a bad decision. But again, those types of mistakes, the mistakes that Joe made in this game, like I said, are are I'm not saying that they're excusable, but they're stuff we can live with. You know, a bad plat pass when he's just trying to make a play turns into an interception. It was a bad decision, but I mean, he was trying to make a play. He, you know, the stuff that. We have seen from the Bengals over and over and time and time again is the quarterback not being able to run the offense, run the huddle, get him up and get him snapped, uh, not having any mental mistakes. And Joe Burrow, you know, he, you know, pre-snap and, and running the offense and just being a field general and getting everybody behind him and and uh, making mostly right decisions. Uh, it was so refreshing. It was so refreshing to watch that. I mean, honestly, he got the ball with three minutes no timeouts, and he still drove down the field and, and, and should have got a touchdown, and it got pulled away. And you know, and we'll get to that play and it put put his team again in a position in a game we weren't even supposed to be in. By the way, let's throw that out there: we weren't even supposed to be in this game. And uh, the Joe, Joe, and also on top of that, the Chargers have a very good defense, and they have a very good they have very good cornerbacks. They're pretty locked down, and Joe Burrow. Found a lot of success against them. I mean, they only scored 13 points, but really, I mean, they they were down to the three in. Um, excuse me, they they were they got down to the three at the end of the game. Uh, the the drive before that, they were down at like the 20 yard line, uh, and then they throw that pick, and then you know they've had plenty of other opportunities to uh, also get down and score. But again, I gotta say, uh, he gave himself a D. 
and, and that's something you want to see, obviously, out of a uh, out of your franchise quarterback. You want them to look at a loss and be like, "This is not good enough. There is no moral victories." And 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 you know what? In the NFL, moral victories are only going to get us so far. I mean, we saw it last year when we had a moral victory against Seattle, and then we go off and go in two and fourteen. Let's just tap the brakes a little bit, because I, I let, let's just tap the brakes. And um, so let's let's go ahead I and mean, let's look at the bad. I mean, Joe Burrow did miss he missed two touchdown passes. He definitely did. Uh, that that interception was really bad. That was a bad one. He got knocked down a lot. There were a lot of times where uh, his decision to go through the middle of the pocket costed him a sack. When instead, if he could have rolled out, uh, if he rolls out, he probably gets you know five ten yards or maybe even completes a pass. Um, but, I mean, there's not really not a whole lot to say to him in terms of, you know, playing bad. But there, there's just a lot There's just a lot to take in, and he's going to learn film, and he's just a, he's a smart guy. He knows, you know, what to – you know, he knows exactly what he needs to do to be better and uh, get better for uh, Thursday night because we got the Browns, and we got to win this game. If, if we actually do want to compete this year, um, this is a very, very important game. Thursday night in Cleveland, uh, he's got to be ready to go. My goodness, we spent about nine minutes and thirty seconds on just Joe Burrow, and and you know what? That's that's all right with me because there's so much to talk about. But I do want to get to the rest of the team. Uh, let's keep it on the offensive side. Let's go offensive line. I mean, my God, they could not have been worse in the first half. And honestly, though, I I say they couldn't have been worse in the first half. They could have, but I think just watching our future of the franchise just running around consistently, like oh my God, like please just block somebody, block somebody. And watching Bobby Hart just get thrown to the ground over and over and over again, and uh, and that that middle of the defense and that pocket collapsing so fast that uh, it, it was just it, it was just almost like embarrassing to watch. Um, but I will say this though, they got much better in the second half. They had they allowed zero sacks in the second half. That pocket was much more open, and, and you saw it. Joe Burrow had much more time. He had a lot more success, and, and that offensive line. They, you got to give them credit because they did – they the team put together a game-winning drive. It just didn't happen. I mean, it was a you know, offensive pass interference call, and, and Randy Bullock – I mean, you know what happened. It was, it was, it was ugly. I don't even want to go over it again. But um, you do – you got to give the offensive line credit. They, they really did – they gelled back together. They made second-half adjustments. That's why I think Jim Turner is still a good coach. But now, I mean, they just can't do that right out the gate, and especially with a pass rush like the Chargers had, and now a pass rush that we're going to go against with Cleveland, we really can't do that. That's going to be figured out quarter one, snap one. That just can't happen. It can't. It, we can't start out like that with Joe Burrow on the ground, you know, eight times, and and then three of those were sacks. Can't let it happen. Can't do it. You really think Miles Garrett is going to take it easy if he's coming around the edge on Joe Burrow? Hell no, he's not. You can't let him do that. He's the future of the franchise. He's going to be the face of the franchise for probably the next 10 to 12 years. He probably is. I mean, it, it, so I, we, we, can't, we can't leave him like that. But I do have to say, though, in, in terms of pass protection, they did. They got a lot better. And I got to say, the offensive line in terms of run protection, too, as well, was, was really, you know, stout. Joe Mix, I mean, he, he had 19 carries for 69 yards, but... You know, a lot of those carries were five, six yards, and, he, and they turned. And I, I know Zach Taylor is getting a lot of flack for this. 
I don't know because I think Joe Burrow is a good enough quarterback to get it on a third, to get a first down on a third and manageable. And and Zach Taylor is getting a lot of flack for running the ball in second and ten. However, Joe Mixon is getting us turning a second and ten to a third and five, third and four. And and you know he had a lot of big runs. Now he did have a very very costly fumble, very costly fumble. But again, he's he's fumbled twice in 622 snaps. It's gonna happen. It's football. It's gonna happen. Did it happen at a really bad time? Yeah, but I mean that is what it is. It happened at a bad time, and I the defense held stout. And and Joe Mixon's gonna figure that out, and he's not gonna do it again. That's not who the player that Joe Mixon is and how he carries himself. That's almost not going to happen again. I know. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I don't know why. But uh, it, just because everything's just so connected. Back to the offensive line, and then I want to move over to Joe Mixon um, and the receiving court. And, and, but the offensive line, as bad as they were in the first half, they, they really they really did. They sustained a lot of really good drives. Um I mean, they they had a Joe Burrow had a touchdown pass that would have been a touchdown drive, um, when he missed the ball to AJ Green and and probably missed it to John Ross, and but and and then on top of that he threw that bad pick which was probably going to turn into either a touchdown drive or it was going to turn into a field goal drive. So, uh, I I really think the offensive line was not bad. They played a good enough, and the Chargers have a great defense. That's what people don't understand. They have a great defense, so we have to just like let off the gas, off the pedal, let the gas off the pedal a little bit with the offensive line. Now, I will say that at right tackle, we need to figure this out. I don't know what we got to do if we got to sign or, or if, if we got to make some trades, but I'm telling you, Bobby Hart cannot be on this team, you know, by if if we really plan to compete, we, he just can't. He can't keep up. He we need a guy out there. Is Jonah Williams the answer? I hope so. I hope so. He did play. He did play pretty well. He got knocked around a little bit, but he he held in there. Um, if he's the answer, let's let's plug him in there. I mean, and then on top of that, you know, if Bobby Hart's starting, how bad is Fred Johnson? I understand he had a really bad camp, but like, how bad can he be if that's what Bobby Hart put out on the field? I don't know. I I, I just there there's got to be a different answer. There just has. Now my suggestion is let's let's move Michael Jordan out to right tackle. Because, I mean, honestly, because – and this isn't even really a talent thing, but he's got a lot longer reach. He's got a lot longer reach, and when you have a speedy guy like Joey Bosa, like Miles Garrett, like TJ Watt, like people were going to see in the Ravens defense, which who looked incredible this this weekend. I'm telling you, we, we're going to need – he's going to need more seconds. And if a longer reach gives us more seconds, then by all means, let's move Michael Jordan out there. But – we we gotta find a different we gotta find a different answer. All right, that is enough on the offensive line. Now I, I want to move to honestly what I thought um, didn't get enough, um, maybe not complaints, but but d didn't get enough criticism for this game and, and this loss is the receiving core. Um, again, well, let's start out. We'll start out with the positive because. Th Listen, the bad me and myself, I'm I'm more of a positive guy, but um, and it's surprising coming from a Bengals fan. Trust me, I know. Uh, so let's start out with the positive. Uh, it was great to see AJ Green. Excuse me, it was great to see AJ Green back out there. Five receptions, 51 yards. Uh, a lot of key throws. Um, that connection is really starting to build with him and Joe Burrow. Man, it it really looks good. Um, it it was just so refreshing to see him out there because. 
my goodness, when he is out there, this offense just churns out so many more yards. Turn out, churn out so many, so like just not that many three and outs. And and, and honestly, like even on the Bengals' bad drives, they still get a first down. But they still mostly got a first down. They only had a, really a couple three and outs, and, and it was really impressive. But um, C.J. Uzama again, he is probably the most underrated part of this team. It used to be Tyler Boyd, but but now Tyler Boyd has, has gotten some traction and. And now, like, he's more recognizable. He's more noticeable out there. And uh, he's been making a lot more plays. I got to tell you, CJ Uzama is Mr. Reliable. Two times on that final drive, we needed a first down so bad. He goes out there and gets it. He's very good on the blocking. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I really like, I really like CJ Uzama. I think he is a critical part of this offense that a lot of people, I don't think, give him enough credit for. He really is kind of a silent guy. I don't really hear that much criticism about him, and I really don't hear that much praise about him. But I gotta say, I really like CJ Uzama on this team, and I think he's got a chance to have a breakout year this year because him and Joe Burrow, they even said it in camp, they're just ha starting to have a great connection. So, and and that's great for the tight end room. Uh, Drew Sample was out there and he made a play. He had a, he had one catch for seven yards and he's out there and he and he's blocking and, and it was it's so good to see, actually because I, you know I feel for the kid because for the longest time, you know after he got picked, what did we say about every bad draft pick? Oh he's a, excuse me. Oh he's a he's a sample. He's a, another Drew Sample pick. Well he probably took that to heart, and he finally you know he he. He got out there, I and mean, he's out there. He he's a part of the offense. I'd like to see him get him more involved, just because he's just such a bigger guy. And he really does kind of have like a Gronk look to him. Bigger, looks like he can manhandle. Uh, he does have some speed on him. Uh, I just I would like to see him more involved. Now, I mean, whether or not that's play design or that's him just not getting open, that's those are two different stories. But uh, it was good to see him out there. And then let's get to, oh my gosh. I, I, John Ross. I mean, wow. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know with him anymore. I, I, I don't know what's gonna motivate him anymore. Let's be honest. So, well, well, okay. John Ross ha has absolutely underperformed ever since he's been in Cincinnati. Ever since he was drafted, he was drafted ninth overall. Okay, ninth overall. He's barely out there, and then when he's out there, my God, he makes mistakes. He's undisciplined. He had a false start on the final drive on a third down. You're not even you're not even going on the snap count in high school. You know what we did with our receivers? They didn't even go off the snap count. They're looking at the ball. That's what most college and pro teams do. How do you jump off sides on the final drive with no fans? And you're looking at, you're not even going on the snap count. You're faster than everybody else in the league. Why are you even trying to get a, a, a running start here? And you can't, you just can't jump the ball. It's cra it's ridiculous. And, and I don't know what's got to happen, but our, I've got to say, I mean, if I'm Zach Taylor, I, I'm telling him, I was like, if you want to, you can either be on this team or you cannot. But this team every single year is getting better. Okay, and and we already we got T Higgins. Uh, we just signed Mike Thomas, who I thought who I think is going to be a really good 
uh, key addition to this uh, offense. I think he's going to be a very forgotten receiver, and he's going to be a really good safety valve that's going to turn a three-yard gain into an eight-yard, nine-yard, ten-yard gain. I, I think he's a really good receiver. We just drafted T. Higgins, who we are expecting him to be eventually be the Bengals' either number one or number two receiver, barring what happens to A.J. Green and barring what happens to Tyler Boyd. So where does he fit into this? Well, if he keeps making these mistakes, he doesn't. That's the problem. And I don't know if he understands that. He is the rust right now that is on the machine. He can either be a cog or he can be rust. And right now he's rust. He had a bad bobble on the way to uh, – or on the drive, on the final drive, had a bad bobble. All he's got to do is catch it. He just gets the drops all the time. And I'm – rewatch that throw by Joe Burrow to John Ross in the end zone. Rewatch it. And I'm not talking about the attempt at the catch. What I'm talking about is when he – look at beginning of the route. He goes about 20 yards, 25 yards. Watch it. He does slow down. He does slow down. And if he keeps running, he – it was – I mean it's a streak pattern. What We don't even have to disguise it. You're faster than everybody else. And he slows down, and he missed the ball by like two inches. I don't know. If I'm Zach Taylor, I'm in his ear. It's like, listen, we, we can either we can either move on with you or move on without you, and you can either be a part of this offense or we will scheme around you not being there. But you've got to figure out a way to be a playmaker. I don't know if that means you got to catch a hundred balls after practice, or if you got to watch film, or if you just got to whatever you got to do to get your mind right. Get your mind right. My goodness, and also on top of that, he only got five targets. I, I can't. I we I can't with him. He's slowing the team down, which is crazy considering the fact he's the fastest player in the league. I don't know. He I mean he's just got to pick it up. He really does. He's got to stop. He's got to stop being the rust in the machine that's slowing us down. We are getting better every single year, and most Bengals fans know this. The year. After this year, we're going to, again, be a lot better just because of how we're set up. We are still in the – as much as I hate to say this and I and I hate to, like, already, um, you know, put the season like this, but we, we are in a rebuild. We just are. We're in a rebuild. And and the rebuild isn't complete yet. Uh, but at any rate, I mean, he, he, he's got to figure it out. I don't know. I don't know what is his problem, but he, he just – he can't catch. He can't track the ball. He's got to figure it out. I will say this, though. his One of his two catches was a very, very good catch. He went up in the air for it, and he got it. He took a hit, and he, and he, and he hauled it in. I will give him that. Right. But Joe Burrow needs weapons, man. And if, if you're not going to be on his level, then we need to move on. we got to find a decision. His contract's about to be up. We gotta make a decision on his fifth-year option, and I gotta say, if if he's not helping the offense, I'm not picking that up, not at all. At any rate, um, so that that's basically my, my that was my take on the Bengals' offense. All right, let's go to a very positive part of this game this week. It's the defense. My goodness, wow, what what a turnaround that this defense has made 
in one year. It, it, and I, I trust me, I know it's one game, but it was just so refreshing to see this, see how just they played, how amped up they were. Uh, they got put in bad spots. They made stops. They were very, very disciplined. The Chargers tried to throw a lot of misdirection at them. And I got to say, the Bengals' defense held very well. Sam Hubbard, and, you know, he had he had nine total tackles. He had three solo and one for a loss. But what those stats aren't going to show you is a lot of those tackles were just because of how disciplined he was. He didn't bite on the fake. He didn't get caught in the wash. He anchored down, and he made the tackle. And I got to say, that is just something that we haven't seen in, in Cincinnati in a long time. I mean, even when Marvin was here, when – you know he had they and they had some great defenses, but um, after uh, uh, Mike Zimmer left to Minnesota, they were never that disciplined ever again. I mean, Paul Gunther was here, not disciplined. Then after that, it, it, it's it's Luana now it's Luana Rumo, and um, I was really I was really not high on him after this year. I thought, you know, and he's coming from UC too, so I mean, I got a little bit of bias on that, and I'm still saying like he should definitely not. I mean, he's just not up to par. But he showed yesterday that you give him the right guys and you give him the guys that fit his scheme, this defense can be pretty dangerous. And, and they were able to do something that, that they weren't – they used to not be able to do, and that is uh, they, they were way able to blitz a lot and, and bring a lot of pressure because they had trust in their cornerbacks and to you know lock down the secondary, and they did. That, that secondary played very well. Bond Bell, Jesse Bates, Wynn Jackson third. I mean, they were all over the field. Linebackers were were all over the field covering receivers, making plays, uh, tackling. Josh Bynes, my goodness, he is just leading this defense. If he is the future of our defense and he's going to be the veteran, I'm all on board. I love it. Um, Got to say, just they, they, played, they played good enough to win. They held the Chargers to 16 points. They, they literally did exactly what they were asked. Uh, DJ Reader went out. Uh, thank God it was only cramps. Excuse me. Thank God it was only cramps, but could have been a lot worse. And um, you know that 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 front that front seven did weaken when he was out, but they they still held tight together. After Joe Mixon's fumble, they needed a stop. What did they do? They stopped him, forced a field goal. Um, they had tw twice they stopped the Chargers on fourth down. Just absolutely huge in terms of momentum, and obviously if there was a crowd there, it'd be a lot bigger. Uh, but but they really turned the tide, and, and, and they set Joe Burrow up for success. And again, that's just something we haven't seen a lot in recent years: is having the defense actually set up the offense for um, for really good success. Uh, did not cause a turnover. Um, that is something that we want to see, and that's something that we're gonna have to do if we want to win games. Especially, I mean, it's gonna be hard for a team like us that we're we're gonna have to be running gun. We're we're gonna have to. Uh, catch a lot of teams off guard if, if we really want to put some serious a serious number of points on the board. Um, and, and this defense didn't do that yesterday. But, again, they played really well. Uh, there's not more – I mean, there's nothing I – mean, I mean, I mean, Jesse Bates just played incredible. I, I'm sorry. I got lost in thought. But Jesse Bates was incredible. He was all over the field. He was an absolute ball hawk. He got the highest rating. I think he got a 90 in this game. Uh, which was the highest among free safeties, and I think 10th highest on defense. I have to take a look at that stat. Um, or you guys could right now. That would be great. Just tweet at me and just call me an idiot, which is, you know, just do it. Um, and and he's just all over the field. And, and those two 
calls on him were just absolutely abysmal. And, and honestly, I don't even care what the rule says. If you put your shoulder into another player's shoulder, that's just football. Can, can we can we get back to football? Can can you let him hit? Can, can you let him hit? I mean, how, I mean, how many how much can you protect the offense now? Come on, let him hit, let him play. Um, how about the young guys? I got I gotta say, Lo, Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis Gaither came. Oh my goodness, that that first blitz that he had that that disrupted Tyrod Taylor. I was so shocked that he actually didn't get him down. Uh, but man, he came up right through the middle and 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 just he looked so fast and and these these players they just they look so fast they look so much faster than what we used to they're they're younger they're more talented and they're faster and and, and they really are gelling after one year with Lou Anarumo it, it's great it's great to see uh, another thing that the Bengals really suffered with last year was open field tackles. And you saw them make a lot of really good open field tackles. William Jackson III made some great open field tackles. Uh, again, Logan Wilson again. Akeem Davis gave Josh Bynes again. Just great tackles. Uh, had a one and a half tackles for a loss. He had one sack. And he had one huge tackle in the backfield uh, after uh, the Chargers drove all the way down to the three-yard line. And the defense stiffened up and stopped him. Um, I, I, I would, I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have Geno Atkins, which, you know, and, and that sucks, but I gotta say Christian Covington, uh, played pretty well. Mike Daniels also played, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, also played pretty well in the middle. Um, I, I mean, they, they played well. They, they, the defense played good enough to win. If they can play like that for the rest of the year, we can win a lot of ball games, but. You know, it's probably not going to happen. Von Bell, I got to say, uh, one of his knocks was uh, coverage in one of his strengths. But I, I, I or in one of his strengths was uh, run defense. But I got to say, he, he covered very well uh, the defensive line and, and gave the corners time to cover. And then they, they, they took away and, and they made Tyra Taylor very, very uncomfortable in the pocket. However, I mean, he's a mobile quarterback. Um, when, when that happens, I mean, it, it sucks for everybody if you force him out and he just makes a play. Um and on the one touchdown that the Chargers had, the one touchdown, we had him stacked up in the backfield until he stiff-armed Sam Hubbard. I don't know. I can't, can't let that happen. But um, I'm really I'm – really, I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, a lot of like, – like some bad things I can say about the defense. They, they really they really did. They played well. Uh, Lou Anaruma, I think, called a pretty good game. I, I think some of his uh, some of his calls were really good. Um, I, I think he did set us up for success. I think he called blitz when he needed to, but, um, starting out with, starting out in zone, uh, was, was not, I was not a fan of that. I think they were, they wanted to see their receivers versus our corners first, um, and not give them a chance, give them a chance to burn us deep. Uh, but I, I, I gotta say once they switched to man and they were locked down and they looked really good and they played good enough to win. I mean, Held them to one touchdown, and and they just have field goal after field goal, and then, you know, and then and then we have a chance to win, and we don't get the job done. So, but um, that's not on the this this game was absolutely not on the defense. This is a hundred percent on the offense. Um, this defense is going to continue to get better. Uh, I'm, it's going to continue to get more fun to watch. Uh, I'm excited to see them build. They're just they're so young. We still have to give them time. They're they're gonna they're gonna get better, but they are gonna have bad games. Got to let them, you know, just got to let them work through it all. And um, we're going to see because they're going to need to show up. They can really have a, a, a big-time game against the Browns. They Baker's already shaken up. 
they just the Browns just lost like 38. They lost 38 to six to the Ravens. They're already shaken up. His confidence is shaken up. You bring a couple blitzes. You put him on the ground. You get him uncomfortable in the pocket. I think we're gonna have a pretty good day. Uh, so that that is pretty much it for the defense. Uh, in, in the last segment, I I just want to talk about Zach Taylor, and, and how and how he did uh for this game. Obviously, first half. Um, some of the calls were questionable, and um, and and they were and they were. Yes, yeah, so just some of the calls were questionable. He really is running a lot on on second down, on second and long. He really just can't get into this rhythm of, of being constantly predictable. You got to change it up every single game. You can't have guys key. You can't have defenses keying in on your offense like that um, every single game. Because if you're just gonna do this, we're, we're gonna do that, and that's what happens when you get film on you. That's why I always say, usually a sophomore quarterback, they take a step back, they take a year back on their sophomore year because they finally have. Uh, film on them it's the same thing so now that they have a game gone they have film on what the Bengals like to do and they like this they have their tendencies and they have their team from last year they have their tendencies so we're gonna have to switch it up we're gonna have to be more unpredictable let's 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 do something different now I will have to say though we went a lot more five wide than than we than we we've ever done and and I you know right away I was like oh no like we can't get Joe Burrow killed back there but then I started to think about it. I was like, you know, this is that's where he's most comfortable. Is five wide, empty pocket. Let's give him as many targets as possible. And I'm telling you, I think Joe Burrow told him like I am comfortable in five wide. So let's give it to him. Um so so I I, I was against that five wide set when when they would run it sometimes right out the gate, but then I started to like it more and more and, and when they started to connect on more and more passes, it was it was a lot better. Um Again, a one thing we haven't seen in Cincinnati in so long is halftime adjustments, and I gotta say, Zach Taylor's crew had, had halftime adjustments, especially on the offensive side. Defense just kept playing the way that they were playing because they put, they were playing really well, um, and, and and they they kept they made adjustments, they they, they fixed what they were doing wrong. Uh, the offensive line, like we said, was was much better. Uh, the play calling was much better. Uh, one probably the worst play call that that Zach Taylor had personally. Was uh, it was a third and two? It, it was a very important third and two. I believe uh, this was the third quarter, and we we need to get this here. And um, instead of instead of on the third and two, maybe running it, and then maybe even running it again, uh, we go deep to AJ Green. Doesn't connect. We got to kick a field goal. But I mean, that's another play that if we take a little bit more time off that clock with that drive, or if we pump one into the end zone, it's a whole different ball game. But that didn't happen. So again, and this is just going to be such a learning process because just how weird training camp was, um, and just no OTAs and no mini camps and and you know just coronavirus in general. Uh, we're gonna to have to give this team time, and they're gonna have bad games. Just you gotta you gotta prepare for that. They're gonna have bad games. Joe Burrow's gonna have bad games. Zach Taylor's gonna have bad calls. He's gonna have bad games. We're gonna to have to grow with this team. Um, but but one thing is for certain, the Bengals are in heading into the right direction they're finally getting some national media attention um but we have got to got to got to got to they the biggest takeaway i got is we got to figure out what we're doing at right tackle we got to figure that out we he can't be getting crushed he's already a and, he, and also on top of that he's already a running quarterback so if he's a running quarterback and he's already taking shots the more we can minimize joe burrow take, taking shots is is well, obviously, 
for the better. And, and I don't even have to say that. That's a clearly obvious. That was a that was a Booger McFarlane type of uh uh <coughs> type of comment. But anyway, uh an another thing on Zach Taylor that for this game I, I was I was you know really kind of upset at was his use of the timeouts. I mean, my God, how are you? How do you expect to? I mean, I understand. How do you use those three timeouts when when you know you're gonna have to need them down the stretch? You got you can't be using three timeouts like that. You can't be having you know they got to get up to the line and and when they're up to the line you can't be having these mistakes over and over again. And and they weren't even they weren't Burrow's fault. They were Taylor's. They were Zach Taylor's fault. You can't be wasting those timeouts because we're going to get into a game where we're going to need them. And you know what? We needed them down the stretch. Because if we have them, instead of throwing that one pass to A.J. Green, we can maybe run the ball and get them by surprise. There's a lot more options because then we can call a timeout or we can run another play after instead of kicking it right away with seven seconds left. The call at the end to – speaking of which, yeah, the call at the end to kick the field goal, I'm all, I'm all on board with that. Uh, let, let's give our – Offense a chance in overtime. I mean, the seven seconds, a, a lot could happen. The Chargers defense could, you know, just you know get it together and 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 sack, and, and then that's it. Uh, and we, I mean, we gave her, we gave Joe Burrow a chance to win it, and it called a bad, bad pi. He did extend, and here's the thing: he extended his left elbow. I know he did. I know he extended his left elbow. But at that point in the game, when they've been clamping A.J. Green the whole game and they were clamping him on that play, are you really calling that? No. It's not your show, ref. It's it's the player's show. you got to let him play. got to let him play. Again, Bengals fall 16-13 to to the Chargers on a heartbreaking uh, missed field goal at the end. Randy Bullock says he... Uh, got a cramp in his right leg, or he got a cramp in his left leg, but he grabbed his right leg and, and just pulled it. Uh, apparently, he's fine. Bengals signed Austin Seibert off the uh, Browns after the Browns released him for not making two field goals uh, against the Ravens, which I think, honestly, is is a, a good signing. Austin Seibert's been pretty money. He just had a – I just think he just had a bad game. I, I don't – I, I think it'll be fine, and, and we need to get some competition at that uh, field goal position. We really do. Um, so, uh, at any rate, that will do it. We went really long. I had so much fun talking. We're going to probably hit about 40 minutes here, 40-minute long video or uh, podcast. Absolutely great. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I want to give a shout-out to all my international followers. Um, I, we, we've been having some downloads. I went over the – analytics for uh our podcast and, and we're getting downloaded from uh, uh we got people in germany we got people in france we got people in india uh people in the united kingdom it's just so great to see and we're going to keep growing and we, we want to keep growing and we love it um tomorrow we have an interview with um a uh fantasy with fantasy sports writer Matthew Bruning, and he covers the uh, covers the Buckeyes, the Browns, and the Indians. So we're gonna talk to him, and oh, and he and he also does a lot of with fantasy. Uh, check out his podcast, Dynasty Nerds Podcast, uh, and uh, he is also the host of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. So, uh, big big day for tomorrow. We're gonna re we're gonna preview the Browns game. Wanted to recap the Chargers game uh, today and Joe Burrow's 
obviously, his uh, debut. Had so much fun today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, let's get him next week. Or let's get him on Thursday. And uh, who day? Who day? Have a good one, guys. All right. Bye.